Good morning. <clears throat> Wonderful to be here with you. It's Wednesday morning. You'll hear three bells, one in just a moment, one midway, 30 minutes from now, and then the final bell will be an hour from now. I was listening to a teaching yesterday on the Tao. And they were saying that the millennia old practice to just visualize breathing up through your heels. Nice and slow, and then breathing back out. Even though you obviously can't bring air in. Bringing your entire body into your awareness that allows the energy to rearrange itself somehow in a way that felt quite relaxing for me. Just an invitation. Experiment with that. When we usher in ease, when we find ways to relax the body, the viscera, the mind has a tendency to slow down. know from all the different mindfulness teachings that when you slow down the breath and more particularly when you elongate the exhalation beyond what the time frame was for the inhalation in whatever manner you do that I've never really been a good counter. I lose track really fast, and then it's distracting. And my mind gets in there and tells me I'm doing it wrong. So I just kind of intend to have a slightly longer exhalation. And I just hold that intention lightly. You may be good at that counting thing. I haven't quite. <laughs> gotten that part of muscle memory. Maybe we just notice as we turn attention around 
from outward focus back inward. And what brings your body ease? What ushers in a, a greater level of relaxation? Is it visualizing the, the breath coming up through the soles of your feet? Swirling around in your head and then back out. kind of picturing the balloon, the, the chest and the body cavity like a balloon and blowing it up and out. And having rest. Sometimes if I feel particularly kind of either agitated or woke up with some emotional energy that's finding its way or have a narrative that keeps playing, I'll, I'll put my hands right on my heart. Feel my chest come up and I'll feel my chest come down. Often that is not only soothing, but I can feel an almost immediate co-regulation there. Somehow the hands touching the chest and the tension on the up and down, the very familiar ebb and flow sends cues of safety. Allows a little more coherence. I know there's all kinds of research from the Heart Institute, I think it is, like heart breathing, just really intending to breathe in and out in your heart, switching your hand in a certain way. It's also another avenue. And for me, and <clears throat> I, I imagine many people, bringing ease and attentive, you know, loving energy to the breath, to the body. Allows a more more broad, relaxed, and it feels natural awareness to kind of spread and allows attention to let go of the 
particle and kind of fall back into the wave. And there's less tendency to focus down on a particular thought or feeling. And more of a relaxing back into accepting it's all here. I think I've shared that my spiritual aspiration, new one, a couple bit ago, centers deeply on acceptance, on a radical acceptance. I'm starting to get ready for a retreat later this month in the world, not of it. The first thing my eyes fell on was a note at the very top of the retreat papers, the handout, I guess it is, that said, observing equals acceptance. And I could see right then that there had been kind of mental chatter. Mind had gotten in there made a job out of acceptance ah, i gotta accept it now ah, i gotta accept you know, it had made like this kind of struggle i have to effort belief around acceptance and once i saw observing observing equals acceptance this is this wow <laughs> I can do that. I'm observing all the time. In fact, in my in my sanest moments, I'm pure natural observation, the act of observing. So once it's noticed that observing is happening, it's knowing that acceptance is happening. Once that lands, there's a further relaxing, falling back into observing the acceptance. Observing the awareness that has as a fundamental aspect radical acceptance. Awareness accepts everything. Mind may say, oh, no, not this. Mind may say, not this, not again, not now. But awareness has already accepted it. Observing is already well underway. 
and observing equals acceptance. the purposes of this time together. One of the questions could be helpful is what, what exactly is observing? What is observing this moment? What is aware observing is happening? What is that? Put another way, what is in the natural state of being aware that awareness is present?
have a wonderful satsang in the sanctuary from days ago. Actually, on February 22, 2022, with uh, Reverend Kev Johnson. She said something, the effect of whatever you love will reveal its secrets to you. And this is the kind of core, call it, activation component of the loving consciousness meditative method. It's notice that consciousness is here, awareness is aware. You didn't do it, you didn't turn it on, you didn't dim it. Nothing you've ever done in your life has affected this consciousness. Awareness, the awareness that flows through to and as each of us. And it's just kind of turning attention around, gazing right at that second principle. And kind of marveling at it. Watching a natural gratitude arise and appreciation for this spark of divinity that illuminates everything. Yes, it illuminates the bad and the good and all of the plays in duality. But without this illumination, <laughs> nothing would be illuminated. So whatever you love will reveal its secrets to you. What do you choose to love? What are you willing to love? So when we turn inward, 
when we turn away from fourth principle, right, from all the phenomena, turn inward to the second principle in Regina's language. Languaging um, this awareness, this consciousness. And look right at it. Even though there's not, not an us and even though there's not an it to look at. But that's one of the stages it's necessary to go through. Until it's not. What is that? Is when we turn and we look We don't find the enlightened self, do we? We find the light of the self. This alive, yet empty, yet spacious, yet full. And the question is always, what's the next word, right? Here are some different words that Helen Hamilton suggests are common names for that. Lay itself. And what she says is this is chapter 25 of Dissolving Buddha. Lower some of the ways, the noumenon, that is a capital N, the noumenon. Is that by which phenomena is known? Phenomena are objects in consciousness, right? They come, they go. Sure, they may stick around for a darn long time, but they've got a beginning and end. They've got a shape. They've got some kind of form, even if it's a thought form. Even the most subtle objects in consciousness. are phenomenological in nature. So she says for each set of terms, there are two names. Reading through the list may help to awaken a recognition in you as you read and at certain times along the way, different sets of terms may be more appealing than others. 
they are all names for that which has no name. Right? The Tao that can be named, not the Tao. <laughs> and then she writes, don't get attached to any name. Look at what the name points to. So the first name she gives for the Numenon is oneness. And the name she gives to the phenomena is many. So the many is seen by the oneness. Another name for what this is, the allness. What the allness is separation. That's the phenomena. Another term This divine spark of awareness is empty mind. And what empty mind is able to see, know, is full mind. That's the phenomenon. Another term for noumenon, what's looking, unity. And the phenomenon that unity sees is multiplicity.
we can just kind of watch in our own experience. Rather than we turn attention around and we notice something's noticing that, and we become aware of awareness. Is it helpful to call that oneness? Is it helpful to differentiate that from the many? Again, these sets of terms aren't about learning new names. The purpose of allowing these terms to just kind of break over us like waves and see if any clarity arises. This is Helen writes, again, this is chapter 25 of Dissolving Ego. Along some of the ways the noumenon has been described in other teachings, and for each set of terms, there are two names. There's a name for the noumenon, there's a name for phenomena. He says, reading through the list may help awaken a recognition in you. And at certain times along the way, different sets of terms may be more appealing than others. They are all names for that which has no name. Don't get attached to any name. But do look at what the name points to. So one of the names, the first name on the list of contemplating for the noumenons, oneness. And the corresponding name under the phenomena category is many, right? The oneness sees the many, knows the many, experiences the many, the 10,000 things, right? Another name for the noumenon is allness. And 
word under the phenomenon category for that is separation. It is within the allness and by the allness that the experience of separation is included. Another name for the noumenon is empty mind. Just being aware of awareness drives in your direct experience with empty mind. And the term under the phenomena category is full mind, right? Well, what is full mind seen by? How does one know that full mind is present? Empty mind precedes it, doesn't it? Because within the empty mind, the full mind dances. Another term for the noumenon is unity. Talk about unity consciousness. And the, the word in the phenomenon column is multiplicity. By what is multiplicity known? To what does multiplicity arise? And with what is multiplicity known? Another term for the noumenon is silent mind. Can have a very direct experience of this as well. When sounds are heard, do they shatter the silence? Do they make it go away? Car is driving by right now. Can it be known directly that, that sound arises against the backdrop of silence and is 
the silence that allows the sound to rise and fall. Now, the way Dr. David Hawkins puts this is over 90% of your mind is always silent. Even on the most chaotic days, that's how the chaoticness or the word in the phenomena category is. That's how the noisy mind is known. It's known against the backdrop of the capital S, capital M, silent mind. And then the question becomes, does the remembering arise to listen to the silence? Listen for the silence. Listen from the silence. Whatever you love will reveal its secrets to you. Is it available to love silence? To love the silent mind? We can notice that the silence is not a librarian, right? In my high school, Sister Mary Library. Now, the silence has never shushed a sound ever. Mind may prefer some sounds over others. The great preference generator of mind, we prefer that a noisy mind goes away as it is itself the noisy mind. So it just shows the schizophrenic nature of conditioning the programming. That self-referencing no, 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 no. The no is like shouting in the cave, right? Get lots more no's. What is that heard by? To what does that arise? In what does that manifest? Capital S, capital M, silent mind.
it's the next term that describes awareness, the noumena, non-duality. And the phenomena is termed duality. non-duality, duality distinction is right in line with the next one, which is I as consciousness versus I as a person. It is by I as consciousness that the sense of a person, that feel of a person, that familiar, oh, here we go, is by the consciousness that that phenomena arises. It doesn't always feel like that. Maybe often, but it is not always. And now and then, we just are. Are that silence. Please write to the next word. We are that nothingness, that nothingness that sees all the somethingness. Go for a walk in nature. There's so much somethingness. And the nothingness just sees it, sees it, smells it, feels it. And that is the awakeness, right? There's a knownness that it's not sleep, it's not a dream. It's just a being with what is, as what is, in that natural flow of business. Choiceless awareness, just wide awake. This morning for all of us, just came a point or it was made very aware to awareness that awakeness is present. Sleep was no longer present, dreams were no longer present, awakeness was present.
and what notice that is the next word on the list consciousness notice that phenomena is unconsciousness consciousness notice that unconsciousness wasn't present And there's nothing special about it. Rupert Spira says the taste of tea is more exotic. And the experience of nature nature. Why do we say true nature? Nature, right? Because it's natural. You didn't make this, did you? None of us did. But then what is it? These are a bunch of different names for it. But do we really know? I can say words like aliveness and consciousness and truth, reality. And they all point. They're good pointers. But the invitation is just to sit at the feet of the mystery. Because whatever you love will reveal its secrets to you. Another word for the nimona that's really been alive for me for a long time that's apparently not on this list is this, this wholeness, this intuitive knowing nothing's missing. Nothing's yet to be, and yet at the same time, plenty is yet to come. When we say the words essential nature, it's just this natural, innate knowingness that this is true, that beingness is being, allness is all. that consciousness is conscious. Silence celebrates all the sounds and needs none of them, but loves all of them.
to a question that Michael DeForbes often asks, and if you've never had a chance to be with him on Sunday mornings from 9.30 to 10 in the sanctuary, worry not, they are recorded. And it's just brilliant, he is brilliant. So clear, so direct, so matter of fact. And the question he often poses is, what does this silence, this knowingness, this awareness intuitively know about not just itself, but everything, every feeling, every arising, every appearance, It often invites us to ask ourselves to confirm that this knowingness knows it is all these various forms. Reflecting its true nature back to itself. all arising from the same source, all made of the same nothingness of the allness that is consciousness and that it knows it. It knows it's complete and whole. It knows that nothing real can be threatened and that nothing unreal exists. Of course, we don't give it to mind to try to dice and slice and make it make sense. Just rest back into the wisdom aspect of awareness that always knows how to be with this instant differently than mind. In a way that embraces the whole of it.
and is it intuitively known that from this wholeness, this direct and conscious knowing of the truth of what we are, that there's nothing here that would not radically accept everything as destiny unfolding, as God's will, including the 10,000 thing, right? including ego's little wish that something would be different, that that becomes included in acceptance, not excluded, waiting for that to go away to bring acceptance. It's all part of the show. It all gets loved equally are no favorite children. One big crazy ass family that finds a way, that loves its way. That trusts its way to truth in truth, as truth. So from a distance, the world looks blue and green. And the snow-capped mountains white. From a distance, the ocean meets the stream. And the eagle takes to flight. From a distance, there's harmony. echoes to the land. It's the voice of hope. It's the voice of peace. It's the voice of every being. From a distance, we all have enough. And no one is in need. And there are no guns and no bombs, no disease and no hungry mouths to feed. From a distance, we are instruments. Marching in a common band, playing songs of hope, playing songs of peace, and they are the songs of every being. And God is watching through us. 
in us, as us. <laughs>